You're listening to the Preppy Podcast. I'm your host, Patricia May Marish, and I'll be interviewing the brands, businesses, and influencers who are keeping the modern preppy lifestyle alive. Calling all blue lovers, I'm thrilled to interview Erin, the founder of Navy Blue Today on the podcast. Navy Blue is an online shop for all things, well, you guessed it, Navy Blue. It's a well-curated collection of clothes and accessories from brands like Gal Meets Glam, Sail to Sable, and Draper James. Let's find out how she found this niche market. All right, Erin, well, thank you for joining me today. So I guess let's start from the beginning. Tell me a little bit about where you grew up, where you're from, um, what your childhood and kind of grade school um, was like. Sure. Um, Thank you for having me today. Uh, I grew up in the Chicago area. I lived there until um, I was about 12 years old, and then my family relocated to Connecticut. So I kind of grew up Chicago and also Wilton, Connecticut. That's where I went to high school. Um, I had a great childhood. It was, um, I look back and so often think that it was simple and easy. And um, I just, I had a really nice family life. So, yeah. So did you grow up in the city or the suburbs then in Chicago? And I guess In the suburbs. Okay. Yeah, suburbs, yeah. Very nice. And do you have siblings or... I do. I do. I have um, an older sister, an older brother, and a younger brother. So we're all kind of scattered right now. Um, I've got a sister in the Boston area and a brother in St. Louis and a brother in Chicago. Oh, wow. Very fun. Were you always into clothing and fashion growing up or did that sort of come later? I was definitely always into preppy fashion. Um, yeah. And I think that probably started more when we moved to Connecticut. So uh-huh. I was about 12 years old. Very cool. I love that. Um, Okay, so then where did you go to college and kind of what did you study? Sure. Yeah. So um, I didn't I did not study retail. I was um, at the University of Delaware and I uh, majored in hotel, restaurant and institutional management. Um, And then after Delaware, I went back to get my MBA at Suffolk University in Boston and um, concentrated in marketing. Really fun. So did you work in the hospitality industry at all, or did you go straight um, to getting your MBA? I worked in the hospitality industry for about, I would say, six years before getting my MBA. Okay. Yeah. That's very cool. My first job was with Hyatt Hotels in the Chicago area, and I was in sales management. And then um, I worked for... uh, the Radisson Hotel at the Philadelphia Airport, which is not far from you. Yeah, um, that's so yeah. funny. I had no idea. Yep. And then after that, I worked for a travel management company called Rosenblues International in Philadelphia. And I worked there for about seven years and I did uh, consulting on the hotel side with them. Wonderful. So do you think that kind of helps you today with, I guess, customer service and um, management and all of that sort of stuff, that background? Absolutely. I learned so much from that job. Um, And right after that job, um, I kind of that's when I launched into um, becoming an entrepreneur. So 
Definitely. Okay. So let's, let's dive in then. So before you started Navy Blue, you had another business. So is that this first business you're talking about that? Yes. Yes. Okay. So uh, back in 2002, um, I started a company called Anna William with uh, my family, with my mom, my sister, and my sister-in-law. And uh, it was a custom handbag uh, company. We did manufacturing and we had two retail locations. We started out with our first retail location in Newburyport, Mass. And then we opened our second one a couple years later in Cambridge, Mass. Wow, that's really cool. So what can you kind of paint what the bags looked like um, sure. for all of us yeah. who aren't familiar then? Yes. So um, they were they were preppy. Uh-huh. Um, what, what it was is we had roughly 20 different style handbags and you could come into the stores um, or do handbag parties in your own homes. We had consultants all over the country and you would uh, design your bag. So you'd pick your style and then you would choose from, we had about 120 different fabrics um, at all times to choose from. And we were constantly rotating and getting new fabrics in. And you would choose your exterior fabric, your interior fabric, your pocket fabric, your handle fabric. And then we had our manufacturing plant in Lynn, Massachusetts, and we would make all of the bags there. So they were all custom made um, and they took approximately three to four weeks to make. Wow, that sounds like a lot to manage then from managing the people then hosting these parties, I assume, then the two stores um, and then the orders. It really was. Um, so (laughs) yeah, it was, um, it was, it was such a great time. Um, and you know, it was, it was really a time with, you know, so many ups and downs juggling, you know, motherhood and, uh, work. Um, but really such a blessing to be working alongside my mom, my sister and my sister-in-law. Um, and, uh, you know, I think, at the time, um, it was it was perfect because we were all raising our young families, um, so mm-hmm. we had flexibility there. Um, but it was it was really an enjoyable um, an enjoyable time, uh, but a lot of work. <laughs> and so we, yeah, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say we wore so many different hats. Um, I was kind of in charge of the overall business, um, managing that also customer service. Um, my one sister-in-law managed one of the stores while my other sister, my sister ran the Newburyport store. Um, my mom was kind of the creative end behind, um, the company and she did a lot of the buying of the fabrics. Um, and then, uh, my sister-in-law also kind of headed up the consultants around the country. So we each had a very specific job within the company. So it worked really well. Wow. That, that sounds great that at least you were able to do it with your family though. Um, I think that's so helpful when it's a family business. Um, but so how, whose idea was this bag? Like where, where did you guys come up with the idea for this and how did you even know, where to start to launch it. I mean, I think that's an issue that so many entrepreneurs have, um, especially in the fashion industry is coming up with an idea and then knowing the first thing to do, like knowing where to get the fabric from, how to find a manufacturer, um, all of that. 
Yes. So my mom, um, it was really her idea. She came okay. to the rest of us to ask if we wanted to kind of join in on the fun. And uh, she uh, has a design background and worked as a set designer for many years for different catalogs, companies. She worked for um, some big department stores. She worked for Pottery Barn. And she would actually um, put together the set design that you would see in these catalogs. So she worked uh, with a lot of different fabric manufacturers. Um, so she just has always loved fabrics and designing and, um, came up with the concept. Wow. That's amazing. And that kind of sounds like maybe that's where your entrepreneurial spirit comes from and your definitely. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And she, she's really an artist at heart. So, you know, she would be able, she would draw all of the handbag designs and, you know, we would all discuss the different styles we wanted to offer. So, yeah. That's amazing. And so did you not do anything online then? Was this before? Um... We did sort of toward okay. the end of the business. We created a website um, and you could you could create your bag online, but we found that was really difficult because our customers really loved to feel the fabrics okay. um, and, you know, see all the different styles and really touch them and, and um play around with the fabric. So that was yeah. difficult online. So it, it may be a little easier in today's um, technology environment, but back mm-hmm. then it was a little bit more difficult. That's what I was going to say. I feel like the technology has come a long way since then. Now, you know, with bearing yes. bag totes and things like that, you can kind of create your own bag and see it visually come together, which is nice. Definitely. Um, so when did you guys decide to close that business? Yes. Yeah, so um, the height of our business was in 2006, 2007. The economy was doing fantastic. And then it, then it took that big crash and we mm-hmm. hit the recession. Um, so it was around 2008 that we started to look for a buyer. Um, and um, that was a really kind of long uh, process. And we found a company out of uh, Louisville, Kentucky, um, okay. another handbag company that did something very similar to us, but they used all leather um, type exterior and interior um, uh, type of fabrics. And okay. they, they had some pleathers, leathers and pleathers, um, mm-hmm. but uh, different types of fabrics. So we merged those two companies um, and that went on for uh, about two and a half, three years. Um, and uh, it was great because they did direct sales uh, with, you know, working with consultants, um, doing the home parties as well. Um, so it was a really, really great partnership. Um, and it was perfect timing for the rest of us because we, like I said, we all were expanding our families and it was just getting, it was getting to be a lot. So then we eventually sold it off to them. That's wonderful. And so would you, you know, since a lot of listeners are entrepreneurs or hope to be entrepreneurs, um, for you guys, the right decision then was essentially merging the company and I guess selling your portion then. Um, Yes. Why did you decide to do that versus, you know, just doing away with the company or? Yeah, uh, I think, I think we weren't ready to completely say goodbye to it. We had put so much time and energy, um, you know, into the company and this um, opportunity kind of came our way. So we jumped on it and it was really a great partnership. The owners of that other company um, really, you know, were very well aligned with who we were as a company. So Uh that's, 
that's kind of the route we went. And then unfortunately, you know, after that recession, um, the company continued for a while longer, but then um, that market, that home party market became very saturated. I'm not sure if, if you recall, but there were so many different companies that did the home parties, jewelry companies, yeah. you know, makeup companies, so many. And uh -huh. um, so they eventually closed the doors. Okay. Got it. But so you still had basically an existing um, clientele and demand yes. for it. So that's why you kind of chose to um, right. do it as well then. Yes. Got it. Okay. So that kind of brings us then to today with Navy Blue. So how long did you take a break before starting Navy Blue? Um, and where was the inspiration um, yes. from this? So I took, um, let's see, I took about a uh, 10 year break um, and really just decided it was time to um, stay home with my, I have four kids. Um, mm -hmm. And at the time they were all pretty young. Um, and I really just wanted to, to be home more with them and raise them. So that's kind of what I've been doing for the past 10 years. But um, as my kids are, are getting older uh, just, you know, in the last year and a half, two years, I'd really been trying to figure out what my next career step was. I was getting that itch again. And mm -hmm. I really, you know, I, I looked at all different kind of things. Um, but at the end of the day, realized that I really wanted to get back into entrepreneurship because I loved it. And it did bring so much joy to me. Um, and, you know, I'd been Navy obsessed for just about my <laughs> entire life. Um, so, you know, and going back to my wedding, I always cite this that, you know, I searched so hard for the perfect Navy bridesmaids dresses to coordinate with um, our groomsmen's classic Navy blazers. Yeah. Um, and really, I've just always loved the color Navy. So I just feel that it's a color that represents sophistication and style and class and everyone looks so beautiful in it. So I kind of thought it was a, a fun time to create a one-stop shopping experience for all of the Navy lovers out there. For sure. Um, so how would you describe um, Navy Blue then to someone who might not be familiar with it? Sure. Um, so it is, um, we, we carry kind of all things Navy and, and various hues of blue. Um, mm -hmm. It is an online boutique and um, we feature mainly women's clothing and accessories. When I started the company, um, I was dabbling a little bit in home decor. Um, I have a section gifts for him. Um, but I'm really finding my... Um, my love is is for the the women's clothing and accessories, and that's yeah. really what I'm focusing on. That's wonderful. Um, so, who is the navy blue customer? Would you say? Can you sort of paint a picture of, I guess, then who she is, and kind of maybe who your dream person to shop or wear or represent your business? So, kind of like a celebrity or dream influencer, or you know, maybe an icon that's dead, but kind of epitomizes the, the brand sure. and lifestyle. Yes. Um, so I would say my typical Navy Blue customer, it's, I've kind of got a pretty big um, age range. I would uh -huh. say it's, it's 25 to 50 in there. Um, and it's, it's women who love the classic preppy clothing. Um, and if you're a woman that really loves that, that preppy classic look, you tend to love Navy. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, and I would say, yeah, my, my dream 
collab would be, I love Reese Witherspoon and um, she really aligns really well with um, my concept and, and my style. In fact, I carry um, quite a, quite a few items from Draper James, her clothing yeah. line. Um, so she, she gives me a lot of inspiration. I think that she is just the modern preppy woman because you're probably the fourth person I've interviewed that said oh, her. That's so funny. So funny. Um, but she really is, I feel like, who all of us with preppy style kind of look towards nowadays. Absolutely. I mean, everything she wears is just timeless. And uh-huh. I think that's kind of how I would describe my style. Um, I, I'm not, you know, I don't tend to wear very trendy clothing. It's just always been classic. Um, yet stylish. Um, so, and, and I, I do think there's that preppy trend that kind of is always there. Yeah. So that's so funny. Um, okay. What did you learn from your first business then that you're using today, or maybe you decided to change, um, and do differently in this new business than with Navy Blue? Sure. Um, well, with Anna William, we definitely made several mistakes along the way. Um, you know, I think we grew too quickly. Uh, we took on uh, too many fixed monthly expenses like rent and machinery. Uh, we spent a lot of money on uh, print marketing um, in big magazines and never really knew if we were getting our return on investment with that. Um, so, when I was deciding to start this company, I really wanted to do things differently. Um, first off, I knew I wanted to just focus um, on the online environment versus doing anything with brick and mortar. I had, like I said, my last business, we had two brick and mortar stores. And although, you know, it's great to have a storefront and you certainly, you know, there's there's a lot of pros to that too. You, you get to... Um, your clients get to come in and touch and feel your product and you get to meet so many wonderful people along the way. Mm-hmm. Um, but with that, you know, like I said, comes with um, some very high monthly fixed expenses that I wanted to avoid. Um, and, you know, this time around too, I have found that technology has come so far that it has been really quite easy putting this company together. Um, It's a lot of work, but it's, there's so much at our fingertips now that just 15 years ago, I didn't have, I just remember doing my, putting um, our, our website together for my Uh former company. And it, it was just, you probably had to code it, right? Oh my god, It was a lot more coding, whereas now it's user-friendly and you kind of just pop things in. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah. It's just, everything is, is so much easier now. So, um, I'm loving the online environment. I've, I've met so many wonderful, uh, people along the way and, you know, influencers, bloggers, and it's so easy to connect with so many different people. Yeah. Um, and you and, meet people, I always say that you probably wouldn't have otherwise. Like I've become friends with people in Texas or Connecticut or all over. And that's really beneficial with this online world, I'd say. Yes, yes, definitely. Um, okay, so how do you decide what to buy um, for your online store? Can you walk us through a little bit of your buying process and sort of sure. where you find new brands and how you decide that they're going to be a good fit? Sure. Uh, so. It actually kind of um, would probably be one of my biggest obstacles when I was first starting Navy Blue. Mm -hmm. Um, 
was on the buying end. Um, I was a brand new online retailer and I had to convince brands really to believe in my concept. My website wasn't complete when I started um, buying merchandise for Navy Blue. Um, so, you know, I had to show them screenshots of my site and really give them a good reason to partner um, with shopnavyblue.com. Um, so I was also really unsure of the quantities uh, that I needed to purchase um, because I didn't know if I was going to be getting one order a day, five orders a day, 20 orders a week. Um, there were just so many unknowns. Yeah. Uh, so I really I started with um, each each item that I found I would purchase, you know, a few extra small, smalls, mediums and larges. Um, and, you know, it was really just a guessing game. Um, yeah. But the formula kind of proved to work for when I first um, launched. And I just kind of play around with that. And it depends on the items that I'm purchasing for the site. Um, some I, I know in my mind, it's going to be a huge hit and the price is right and it's going to sell fast. And so I might buy more um, quantities of that particular item and less of another just to kind of see how it goes. Mm hmm. So has there been anything that, you know, you thought would be a good fit and then ended up just either not translating well in pictures online or just not being what you thought it would be? And maybe do you have reasoning behind that? Yeah, yes, definitely. So when I first launched, um, again, I had to kind of convince these um, manufacturers to believe in me. And, you know, some weren't necessarily willing to do that because they wanted they wanted to be able to. Um, you know, see that you, you've already had, you know, X amount of sales in place or whatever. And, um, so, uh, yeah, it just, it's kind of that determining what works and doesn't work. And, mm -hmm. um, there's definitely been some items that, um, maybe the manufacturer convinced me to purchase for uh, the site yeah. and I didn't love it. Uh -huh. Um, and I should have gone with my gut because it, it was it hasn't been a, a really big seller. So, yeah. And it is funny. I mean, just working with brands, I know there's a difference in what customers are buying online versus what stores are selling a lot of times, yes, um, correct. which is interesting. So that's really funny, but that's great that you were able to convince these brands, um, you know, to work with you when you didn't have necessarily anything to show to them. You didn't have the numbers at that time or the results to show them, and especially a big brand like Draper James, I feel like. Absolutely. I think, um, you know, what I found is I was reaching out to a lot of these um, companies it, and they were honest and said they had to go back to their team and discuss it. You know, we were an online retailer and they don't work necessarily work with um, just online retailers. So I did have to do a little convincing, but when they really were listening to what my concept was all about and that it was mm -hmm. this one-stop shop for, you know, all things Navy, um, and preppy, they thought it was so unique and they were really excited about it. So they, they jumped on board. Yeah. And you were ahead of the times with, um, now the color of the year by Pantone is classic blue. So. Yes, I know. That was so exciting <laughs> when that came out. Definitely. So uh, we kind of talked about, um, then a little bit of your challenges. So they would probably be you convincing the brands to let you carry their line. So what have been some of the greatest successes, um, things that have worked really well? Yeah. Um, so I think again on, um, 
on the buy-in front, I have found um, a lot of that to be a, a true success because I think so much of what I have bought has sold. Um, so, mm-hmm. um, and and I really thoroughly enjoy the buying part of of the business. Um, also, you know, on the marketing end, collaborating with several different influencers who share my style and love for navy blue. Um, they've been posting, you know, so many of my products from navy blue and sharing my business with their followers. Um, so I think that's been a huge success as well. Um, Yeah. And you talked about earlier with your other business, your previous business, that you had done a lot of marketing, like paying large magazines for advertising. Um, So now you're working with influencers. So you've kind of seen the change of the times then with that, I guess. It is so different. And um, now, you know, really most of my marketing is, is on Instagram. Um, and you know, beyond paying for some ads here and there, and they're not all that expensive, it's free marketing. Yeah. So, um, and what's very cool is I use, um, a Shopify website. Um, so that's my, you know, back system, um, that houses all my items and the analytics, um, that I can review on my Shopify site are so incredibly helpful. I can see when an order comes in, if it's coming in, um, via a specific influencer, it tells me, um, Mm -hmm. it tells me the percentage of products that come in through Instagram or from Facebook or just, you know, a random, um, search. search. Yeah. Yeah. So that's really helpful. And, and that those analytics did not exist um, when I had my last company 10 years ago. Okay. So that's really helpful then, the technology then advancing and yes. um, social media. Interesting. Um, so just a little bit, I guess, on the buying aspect. So you go to Coterie in New York and then Yes. Atlanta, so I typically go goes- to... I go to Coterie um, in New York City. That's just, it's its not far from me. I jump on the train um, yeah. and it's its a terrific show. Um, I typically go um, to that in the, in the fall and in the spring mm-hmm. and I'm always buying six months ahead of time. So that's, that's a challenge too, um, you know, to be looking that far into the future and yeah. trying to figure out exactly what you need. Um, kind of always in the back of your mind thinking about what inventory you still have um, and you don't want really any duplicates. So there's a lot of work that goes into those uh, those trips um, and um, they're exciting. I've met so many wonderful people just going up and down the aisles of those big markets um, and finding new brands. I'm always looking to discover new brands. Um, I love the current brands that I carry. Um, and I think many of them I'll carry for, you know, quite a while. Um, but Mm -hmm. I am always looking to introduce, um, new as well. So let's talk about then for any brands possibly listening to this. Um, what are you looking for then from a brand? Yeah. So, um, I am looking for a brand that first and foremost really aligns with, um, the style of shop Navy blue. Um, again, it's, it's that classic preppy look. Um, and I'm also looking for a partner, um, a brand that is, um, a little flexible. Um, and you know, I do, like I said, I do a lot of my shopping at Coterie, but I also do a lot of my buying right online. So it's so great when they're able to send me over their line sheets, um, 
And some brands are very flexible. They'll send the the current, past, future line sheets. Um, and, you know, again, just developing a, a solid partnership with them. Definitely. I mean, because the more that you sell, the better that they do as well. So it really Absolutely. is Absolutely. And yeah. I love to promote these brands. So, you know, I consider my company its own brand, shopnavyblue.com. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am always looking to promote these um, individuals, small businesses, um, and some of them are bigger businesses. Um, but I try to do that on, on my Instagram account as well. And when I'm working with influencers, I like to highlight both my company and their company. That's wonderful. Um, so what is your least favorite and favorite part about owning a business? Oh, so my least favorite is definitely the finances, the bookkeeping yeah. part of it. Um, I, yeah, it's just, it's like, I always kind of, you know, keep shoving that paperwork aside on my desk and then eventually <laughs> I have to get to it. I do not enjoy it. Um, yeah. and, and then secondly, I probably would say I don't love, um, doing inventory, okay. um, but that is really important for my business because I am online, mm-hmm. um, it's, it's constantly changing. And again, thank goodness for my Shopify site, you know, it automatically deducts the inventory, but I'm also working with a lot of influencers, bloggers and sending items to them. So yeah. I always have to make sure that I deduct that inventory too. And trashes. Um, and so exactly. for anyone that's not familiar with um, the retail business, so inventory, you're basically going and counting how much you have of each product yes. every once in a while to make sure yes. that. Yeah. Every few, right. Every few weeks I try to um, take a look at my inventory and, and do, you know, a recount. Yeah. Um, so. And then what's your favorite part then? So my favorite part is hands down the buying. I love that part. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And that's why, like I said, I really love going to market um, as much as, you know, it's easy to do the buying online too. Um, I do love to go to go to the market and touch and feel the different products. And, and that's really important to me because quality, um, first and foremost, I, I really only want to be selling um, brands um, that are high quality. So Definitely. And market is is so fun. You also get to build those relationships by seeing um, your reps or the owners of these businesses in person. So it's always really fun. Right. And then, and then probably, you know, equally to buying, I would say is building those relationships. And I have built so many in the past year um, and it's been really exciting and fun. And, you know, there's so many wonderful people in this industry. Um, you know, it's, it, I, I'm also finding that so many of them are eager to, to build their network. Um, and they're always looking for these, these new brands to partner with and these exciting relationships. So. Certainly. Um, so what advice would you give someone wanting to open their own online store or maybe just, um, an aspiring entrepreneur in general? What, what would be a good piece of advice? So I would say um, my advice would be to do something that you are passionate about. Without passion, you will lose steam quickly. Um, Also, there's no perfect time to start a business. You really have to be willing to take a risk. Um, I had once read, if your dreams don't scare you, they are too small. Um, And then, you know, be prepared to work. It's there, there is flexibility in owning your own business, which, you know, is appealing to so many people. Um, but it, it comes with a lot of work. Um, so you need to 
be able to put the time in in order to be successful. Um, and then lastly, solicit advice from people that you trust. Um, you know, networking's key. Um, like I said, for this business right now, it's pretty much just me um, wearing a lot of different hats. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, you know, I'd like to build my team eventually, like I had my team with my last business. Um, so, you know, it is it is key to be working with people that you trust. For sure. That's great advice. Um, what is a favorite piece on your site right now that you're just loving? Oh, well, I just added um, two dresses from Jay Marie um, and I'm loving them. So I uh, actually just posted one today on Instagram and I've gotten great feedback. So it's, it's really fun. That's really fun. They make really great dresses and I love how they have pockets and they're double lined. They're so like, yes, I, I love live in pockets. mine in summer. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. Dresses with pockets are key. <laughs> Um, and then what have you learned from this coronavirus situation that, you know, will stick with you in the future once it's passed? Yes. Well, obviously it's impacting, um, you know, businesses on all levels. Um, but you know, so many of the manufacturers that I work with are, um, being hit really hard. You know, a lot of them have, um, several brick and mortar stores, um, even if they don't have brick and mortar, but they do their own manufacturing, say they're doing manufacturing out of this country, um, everything is delayed. Um, so I guess, you know, it, it's just so important to plan for, you know, these type of situations. Yeah, no one would have unknown. ever predicted yeah. a situation like this, but, um, like I said, it's, it's, it's hitting so many people um, financially in a real negative way. Um, so if you can be as financially stable as possible um, and, you know, it's, it's just really, really unfortunate. Um, and I hope it ends. <laughs> I hope yeah. this, this ends sooner rather than later again for all of, all of, my wonderful partners that I'm working with, my heart goes out to so many. Um, I'm thankful to be an online retailer at the moment um, to not have to deal with shutting my stores down. Um, And I'm very thankful for um, my customers that are continuing to buy, you know, even in this environment, I'm, I'm running some good sales lately. Everyone, everyone likes a great sale. Of course. Yeah. So basically saving for a rainy day, essentially. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Is what you've learned then. Yeah. would say is something great that other entrepreneurs could do as well. Right. Um, okay. So on a completely different, happier note, what does preppy mean to you? Oh, goodness. Well, I think uh, preppy, you know, originates from sort of this real classic style on the East Coast. Um, mm-hmm. And it, it's really evolved over time. Um, you know, it's still very classic, but with maybe more pops of color and bold prints and structured silhouettes. Um, but you know, still again, that, that real, um, classic New England look. Yeah. No, I love that. Um, okay. So what's a preppy movie you love? Oh, um, I, I, father of the bride <laughs> okay that one's good that's funny that um that's a good movie to watch right now because it'll lift your spirits and make you laugh <laughs> I have watched that movie so many times I can't even tell you um but yes I I think both um the mom and daughter in that movie have a very preppy style 
Definitely. Um, okay. What is a dream vacation that you want to take once, you know, we're able to travel again? Oh, um, so I would say St. Bart's. It's my favorite island. Um, I don't get there often. It's kind of a pain to, to get to, but once you're there, it's just so amazing and you just kind of forget about the world. Yep. No, that sounds amazing. I wish I was there right now instead of yeah. the rainy, gross Pennsylvania weather. <laughs> yep. Same weather here. Yeah. Um, okay. What's a book that you've read that you thought was just so great and you would recommend to someone? It could be either business related or just more pleasure, um, either or. Yeah. I would say one of my most inspirational books that I've read is, um, it's called Year of Yes by Shonda Rhimes. Okay. Yeah, it was excellent. Okay. I'll have to look into that. Um, and then what's next for Navy Blue? Yeah, so um, I plan on doing several pop-ups um, kind of up and down the East Coast um, over the next year. Um, I had quite a few planned for the summer, and I'm not quite sure what's going to happen with those with everything that's going on. Um, and, uh, you know, doing some more um, influencer uh, photo shoot type events. Um, we had one planned for uh, the Ocean House in Watch Hill uh, yeah. toward the end of May. So I'm not sure what's happening with that at the moment, but I'm sure we'll reschedule if we need to. But um, looking to have several influencers kind of be included in those type of events. Yeah. Um, I'm always, like I said, looking for new manufacturers to add um, to uh, the online boutique. And I'm currently looking for a new manufacturer for my private label. I have um, some items on the site right now that are my own navy blue label. Um, and so I've been kind of looking long and hard for the perfect partner for that. Oh, wonderful. That'll be exciting. Yeah. I know we talked about how you love cover-ups. So I, can't I do love cover-ups. Yeah. Yes. I've got drawers full of cover-ups um, of my own and um, I'm always on the hunt for a great cover-up so I uh, definitely want to put together a line in all different shades of blue and different fabrics for that's cover amazing all right so final question tell yes. people where they can find you yes so you can find me on um, shop navy blue and blue is b-l-e-u so shop navy and um, I'm also on Instagram, on Facebook, um, and my handle is at Shop Navy Blue. Awesome. Well, thank you, Erin. Thank you so much, Patricia. Um, I really appreciate this. It was great talking, and I uh, hope you enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you. All right. Talk soon. Thank you so much for listening to the Preppy Podcast. I hope this put a little prep in your step for the day. Please subscribe, rate, and review on wherever you listen to your podcast and follow along with at the Preppy Podcast on social media.